Hello, and welcome back to the Book Host Squad podcast. My name is Sarah. I'm Trudy. And I'm Grace. This week, we're going to be discussing our May group read, which was Normal People by Sally Rooney. But first, we're going to talk about what we've been reading this week. Trudy, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I read quite a medley of things. So I read my first Penny Read book, which was called Dating-ish. I was kind of like craving some good friends to lovers. So that's why I picked it up. Um, I really liked it. Um, it was, again, it's like very, it pits all like those friends to lovers spots. Um, also the um, uh, hero is a nerd, which I'm always a big fan of. So that's always a fun time. He's basically trying to make a robot that like replaces love. So it, it was a great time. It was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Um, I read a novella by Claire Contrast. I'm not really going to talk about it. It was okay. It was not like, great. Uh, Tegan Hunter also wrote a novella for her Slice series called A Slice of Love. It was cute. Nothing great. Um, Helena Hunting and I have, like, a love-hate relationship. Um, she has written, like, a bunch of, like, cocky romances for, like, the Puck series, and I, like, don't like them. Um, but every now and then she'll write a book, and I'm like, oh, I like this. So A Secret for a Secret um, was the latest in her um, – all in series. And honestly, the main reason I read it was because the main character's name is Kingston. So King and the main, like, and the, his love interest, his name is Queenie. So it was like King and Queen. So I was like, all right, I naturally I have to read this. So I read it. It was actually very good. I think I just prefer heroes who are just not, you know, the bad boys. Cause he was basically like the, he's like the responsible one who like drives under the speed limit. And like, that's a big thing. And like joking on him and stuff like that. It's like all very stable. It's like I, I like my heroes stable and emotionally secure, <laughs> apparently. Well, that's nice. Um, yes. So I have been noted on this podcast for talking about how much I love You Deserve Each Other by Sarah Hogle. Yes. Yeah. So um, there is a soul twin book to You Deserve Each Other called To Have and to Hoax, um, which is basically You Deserve Each Other, but like in a historical um, romance basically um, it's basically about a couple and they're married um, but they're like, they'll be falling out and we don't know what it is and over the course of the book you're kind of, you're like show, uh, figure out what it is um, and basically they like pr- basically she pretends to be ill and he like figures it out and there's definitely a line where it's, he's like well I know that you know that she, like he knows and, like that whole like like friends line is in there it's a great time it was pretty funny um there's a lot of exposition, which kind of annoyed me at times, but overall I thought it was really funny and there's like all these great characters and all that stuff. Um, and then I read Normal People, which we'll talk plenty about in a second. Um, and then I needed to read something hap- happy after reading Normal People. So even though I was going to watch the show today, I did not because I got, really got into Beach Read and I'm like a little bit more than halfway through Beach Read. I'm like 60% of the way through Beach Read. I'm really loving it. Um, of course, I don't know what the ending is yet. But it, honestly, I was surprised. It feels, it's definitely a romance novel, but it feels contemporary lit in its feel about it. Yeah, that's cool. So, I'm really looking forward to reading that. I yeah, love Emily I, Henry. I've read her other two books as well, and she's just great. Right. And she, like, the writing is awesome, and, like, there's, like, all these kinds of, like, great quotable lines in there. It's just a really, and, like, the characters are awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Definitely recommend I wanna, people. I want to read that, but I think if I read it, knowing that I couldn't go to the beach, I would not <laughs> enjoy it. So That's I'm going true. to save it for a time where it's possible to go to the beach, and hopefully I am there reading it. To be fair, That's a good point. I'm 60% of the way through, 
and I don't think they've ever actually been on a beach yet. Although but they do have like views. At the beach. Right. They have a beach house, so they have like views, and there's like moments where they're sitting on their patio and stuff. See, that but, would like, just make me jealous. I can't okay. do it. Right me now. too. I don't have a patio. I want to be on a patio <laughs> overlooking the ocean. Yeah. Okay, that's valid. <laughs> I'll probably read it soon though. I do I like I said, I love Emily Henry, so I'll read whatever she writes. Yeah. How about you, Grace? What have you read? Well, I have read Normal People, and that is all. Oh, Yo, okay. same. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I that have, works. It's been hard because, like, normally I gravitate towards audiobooks, but in order to listen to an audiobook, you know, no one just sits and listens to an audiobook unless you're, like, a psychopath. Like, you need to be, like, right. <laughs> cleaning, doing dishes, <laughs> driving, going on walks. And I do some of those things, but I don't drive because I don't have anywhere to go because we are, well, I'm not in quarantine anymore, but I still don't have anywhere to go. So, <laughs> so I haven't been doing a lot of audiobooks, which means I haven't been reading, even though I have like 10 books checked out from the library and a bunch that I own. But those are like overwhelming me because I'm like, what should I read? I, I think we're all suffering from, oh my God, I have so many things to read. I don't know where to even yes. start. Like I was looking at, so I knew I had to read normal people. So it was like, that was an easy pick for me, right? Yeah. Like, okay, normal people. But then afterwards, and then afterwards I knew I wanted to read Beach Read because I needed something like happy. But just like looking at my like to read list, I'm just so overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, I finally read the things I wanted to read this week. And then a whole bunch of novels have been getting released in May, especially romances. Oh my God, I'm getting, it's, it's so much. Yeah, I made my TBR at the beginning of this month without, like, forgetting that there were all these, like, great new releases coming out, and now they're all out, and everyone else is reading them, and I have FOMO, because you guys know <laughs> I'm a hype reader. I read whatever's being hyped, and when I'm not reading what everyone else is reading, I'm like, no, but thankfully, a lot of people are reading normal people right now because yeah. um, of the show. So I feel yeah. part of the group. I feel included. Um, I mean, this is actually my second time reading Normal People. I read it when it first came out last year. And um, yeah, I'll t- we'll talk more about it. But yeah. um, I've also been reading uh, something to talk about. Oh, yes. By... I'm excited for that one. I forget the, I forget the author's name. But I've, I have an e-arc of it on Net, on, uh, from NetGalley. And it's been really good so far. I had to put it on pause so I could get through um, my reader of normal people for our discussion today. But I'm hoping to finish it in the next couple of days. It's really fun. And I'm loving it. And that comes out at the end of the month, too. Nice. Yeah. Have either of you started Songbirds and whatever, whatever? <laughs> no. no, but it came in. My copy came in yesterday. And it came. I ordered from Barnes & Noble. So shout out to Barnes and Noble each order for them because it came with a sticker and that was Ooh, nice. I will probably fun. start it tonight, but I haven't yet. I did. Oh, I will throw this out there. So as a Scooby stan, I'm going to bring this up. Oh, Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie came out last weekend. Was it good? Um, I didn't oh, no. like it that much, but I'm not going to say that much about it because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, and I also want other people to see it and have their own opinions. But because I didn't like it that much, I've been, like, watch. I watched, like, three Scooby-Doo movies this week, <laughs> and I started rereading Meddling Kids, and by started rereading it, I mean I got a chapter into it and then got distracted. But, so I'll probably talk about it next week because by next week I'll have finished it. But I just wanted to give a little plug to it because other people should read that book. It's very good. 
the end. Good to know. Good. Um, yeah, I checked out Songbirds and Snakes from Hoopla, but I didn't actually start it because I don't know. I'm like, I'm. I was like really excited for it, but I don't know. I kind of want to wait a little bit yeah. on this one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see how I the feel. Reaction. I don't know. I, I'm kind of yeah, kind of kind of the reaction, and also just like when I'm in the mood for it, because I'm like super not in the mood for it right now, and I don't want to go into it when I'm not in the mood for it, and then it just ruins my experience. And then also I want to see like, yeah, like kind of the reaction so I can know kind of what to expect. So I don't go in with super high expectations and get disappointed or vice versa. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. But also I'm such like a terrible person. And when people (laughs) have opinions on something and I see their opinion, my opinion on it is formed by it because I don't know how to have thoughts of my own. (laughs) So I'm wondering if maybe I should read it before I see other people talk about Mm. it so that I can have my own thoughts. That's smart. I mean, yeah, that's totally fair. And that happens to me sometimes too. Um, with this, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I haven't seen anyone talking about it. That's the thing. Yeah, I haven't seen like, much either. I've seen like a couple people do like video reviews, but I haven't watched them. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very curious where, uh, what this one's like. All right, do we want to move into our normal people discussion? Yes, sure. let's do it. Okay, so about normal people, it's, um, it's about two Irish. Uh, young adults, I guess, um, navigating their relationship with each other and just like life in your like late teens, early twenties in general. Um, I won't really say anything else about it because I don't want to spoil it. But um, so we'll have I a, do non- have a question. I do have yes. a question before we start giving our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Though, is Normal People technically a young adult novel? No, it is literary fiction. Okay, that's um, what I was thinking because. Yes. Yeah, because there is um, more, like, sexual content in it, I guess, and it does mm-hmm. kind of follow them into their early 20s, which is a little bit out of the range of young adult. But, yeah, it's technically literary fiction, though the beginning definitely feels like young adult. Yes, um, real me, I have anyway. thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, this book was actually voted by you guys, our listeners, on our Twitter. It was our first group read that was picked via a poll, and I thought it was really fun, so maybe we'll do that again. And um, we have two email reviews to read at the end of this, so we'll get to that at the end. But we're going to get started on our non-spoilery discussion, and we'll let you guys know when it's venturing into spoiler territory, so you can turn it off if you haven't read it. So what were your initial non-spoiler thoughts on the book? I have two. Yes. One, I liked it. And two, I think that parts of it were probably for smarter people. <laughs> like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I did okay. like, I feel like I, sh- like there's probably some deep stuff going on and I was, and I didn't register any of it. I was just like, well, this is a book. I'm reading it. Good times. Good times. Yeah. That's how, that's how what I thought. That's what I thought. Mine is overall, I think I, I like, I'm still like, a, I don't really know how I feel about it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I think overall, I liked it. Um, I especially liked some of the smaller romantic moments throughout it. And so we can talk about that more. Um, but my biggest issue and some of the reasons why I'm kind of like waffling it on it. So there were a lot of issues being being talked about. Um, but it felt like it was too much. Like it felt melodramatic in like a bad way. So there was just so many different issues. And it just felt like none of them got a chance to breathe. 
Um, so it felt a little bit overwhelming and a bit exhausting at times. Um, and I have other thoughts about that as well. And then also I have some issues with the writing style, which I liked it in some ways, but then I also didn't like it in some ways. But yeah, so like overall I liked it, but there were like things that I didn't like that kind of make me think, I don't really know how I feel. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I read this last year and um, I still don't know how I feel about it. And I just read it for a second time and I still, still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> um, some parts of me really, I, some parts of me like it a lot. And I definitely am a fan of like Sally Rooney's writing in general because I read her other book too. And I kind of had similar feelings on it where like, I don't know whether I really liked it or really didn't. And I kind of like that I have those feelings a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, it was, I think I got more out of it the second time I read it. Cause the first time I read it, I was more having ne more negative feelings, I guess, about it. And now mm. I'm having like, they're leaning positive. I definitely still have negative feelings about it. I don't like love it or anything, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the other thing, I guess I was talking to my friend on the phone the other day, because my friend actually just read Sally Rooney's other book, Conversations with Friends. And we were kind of talking about it because we had similar feelings on that. And the way I kind of thought about it was that if I look at it from, look at the book from far away, I really like it. But then if I look at it from close up and I look at like the characters and the details, I don't like, like, I didn't, I don't like the characters' actions. I don't agree with like some of their, some of the ways they think or I don't know. And it's very interesting to me because I see the world very differently than these characters. So mm -hmm. parts of the time when yeah. I was reading it, I was like, this is not like, this is like, this is so weird and wrong. And it made me uncomfortable, but that's not necessarily bad, I guess. Like it was for me, reading her books is very like fascinating because I'm just seeing the world from like a completely different perspective than my own, which is like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, there was one part in particular where one of the characters said something, and I was like, how, like, that's such a stupid take to have. Yeah. But I was yeah. also, like, I think I didn't feel like it was supposed to be something I agreed with, so I was, like, right. not, like, super angry about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. She just, I don't know if this is, like, reflective of Sally Rooney's worldview or if she's just painting, like, other people's worldviews but I do between reading this one and her other book I did pick up on like similar themes that I think do somewhat ref I don't know maybe if they reflect her views or is she just like writing about it or what but um yeah I think it's interesting it's definitely interesting to read about it read from that perspective I guess yeah I will say what Shuri said about how it's being like overwhelming and like a lot was going on I I kind of thought because I feel like I saw a lot of people being like, oh, my God, I don't know how to feel. And, um, oh, my God. And I think I thought maybe something really bad was going to happen. And so <laughs> because, spoiler alert, nothing, like, really, really bad happens, I found it more, not underwhelming, but I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> like, I was more relieved. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. No, I think you were looking for, like, a big event. Whereas, yeah. for me, it was so overwhelming because there was just, it was just constant barrage. I think that was my yes. thing. Yeah, and she yeah, brought, see, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this is happening. And they, she was always, like, bringing up new issues and stuff for the characters to talk about. And Grace, what you said about how you thought it was for smarter people or something, <laughs> I honestly think the I don't, I don't even think the opposite. I think, like, there's a lot of, like, pseudo-intellectualism in there. Yes. And, like, 
people trying to seem highbrow. And again, I can't, I genuinely can't tell if that's how the way Sally Rooney thinks or if she's doing that on purpose, like, and she's trying to show it in a bad light because that's always like the, the characters in this book and just the book itself is so pretentious that like, yeah. it, has, it has to be doing it on purpose because like, there's no way that anyone could go into this book and be like, ah, yes, this is, this is, you know, this is, you know, I don't, I don't even know. It's just, yeah. it's one of the biggest, pretentious. yeah, I think pretentious is a really good word. Cause one of the things I've noticed while reading this was the entire writing felt detached. And I do yes. think part of that is on purpose because we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But like sometimes though, I felt so detached that I didn't care. Like I was not, inve- I didn't feel invested in the characters, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. um, in like the high school time. But like overall, there's just a very detached feeling going on in this book. And that doesn't help with like the time skipping and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think she wants you, I think the detachment is like on purpose because like I said, if I look at the book up close and I look at like the characters and their actions Mm -hmm. and their worldview, I like, I don't relate to that at all. Like I don't like it. So I think I definitely agree with you about the detachment. And part of me wonders if that's on purpose, because if you were too close to the characters, then like you would just hate them and hate the book and hate their actions and I don't know. Yeah. Just like I wrote this wonderful line here. We're merely visitors getting glances into their lives. That's what I felt like while reading this book. Yeah, that's what it is because it starts at like a seemingly random part. Right. um, No spoilers about the end, but it kind of ends abruptly too. (laughs) Yeah, it ends at a seemingly random point. So it's just like, all right, here's just the part of their lives. Take it and run with it, you know? So um, the other thing I'll mention in the non-spoiler section is, so uh, I didn't know this when I read Normal People for the first time, but Sally Rooney is a communist. And uh, I listened to a podcast oh, sometimes she was talking about. Yes. Something. Yeah, exactly. It explains a lot of things. And when I knew that going into conversations with friends and I noticed a lot of like themes about class and stuff like that. And like, one of the characters in um, conversations with friends is like, a, she's like a proclaimed communist and everything. And in this, it's definitely more subtle, but her like her ideas and stuff like that are definitely in there. And like, it's, I'm not like, I'm not going to make a judgment on like political stuff. I don't know enough about communism to say anything, but like, it's a, uh, it's definitely interesting to see it in the book, especially cause I mean, I myself am not a communist, but it's interesting to see like, her, how it's in there. And uh, I highlighted a lot of the parts. So I was like, oh my God, how did I miss this the first time? Like she is, this author is very clearly a communist. But, so um, she's just openly like, I'm a communist. Yes, That's wild. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm from, oh, like I'm American and like, I haven't heard anyone say that in America, but she's Irish. I don't know. Maybe it's like more of a common philosophy over there I don't know maybe it's I I don't fucking I genuinely don't know what I'm talking about so like please don't take what I'm saying as like a good word or anything but it was just funny to see it um more clearly reflected now that I've listened to her talk about it yeah because I mean the class issues and stuff are definitely like play a big part in this book Connell is from like a lower class background and Marianne is from a very upper class background and um there's this one part where Marianne is telling, I have it highlighted actually, because it just, it really bothered me, but I, and I can't tell if it was supposed to or not. Marianne was on the phone with her friend and her friend was talking about her job. And yes. Yes. And Marianne was like, well, I don't believe in work. Like it's just yes. immoral. It's just, immoral. and I was like, 
bitch, I will kill you. Like, I made me so mad. That's the part when I said it was a stupid take. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so stupid. And I was like, and I was like, again, this has to be on purpose. Like, this, this rich girl talking about how she doesn't believe in work, how it's immoral. And in conversations with friends, there's like a similar theme going on with one of the characters where she doesn't like really have any ambition to work, which is like fine. And I mean, if I had a choice, I wouldn't work either. But it just really, you know, rubs you the wrong way coming from this rich girl, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We ready for spoilers? Because I got a lot of spoiler thoughts. I have okay. one non-spoiler thing to say. And it yes. is that Connell's mom yes. was my favorite character. Yes. Lorraine. 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 Yeah, yeah Lorraine. Lorraine. She was the only sane character. Literally, That's yeah. That's true. I would like to know her in real life, I think. Yes. She is definitely one of the best characters. Mm-hmm. If not the best. Yeah, definitely. Oh, also I want to say I listened to this on audiobook, and at first I was scared because it's an Irish accent, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to understand anything. But it was actually very well. The narrator did it very well, and I enjoyed it. I felt like I was watching Dairy Girls, but I didn't have to put on the <laughs> subtitles. So that was fun. Well, that's good. All right. Spoiler time. Yeah. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. All right. So go away. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't read the book, um, <laughs> go away. <laughs> go. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Can I start? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. So, um, I, I have a lot of thoughts, but let me just start with my biggest one. We want to just start with the end. Should we just jump straight to the ending? Go for we it. Can. Okay. What, what do you guys think about this ending? Because I understand that it's ambiguous-esque on purpose, but like, okay, so I guess this is really what my point was, was when I was talking about how all this stuff was so overwhelming, because, you know, you got... That you got the you got Marianne is an abusive is an abusive household and then you know she's anorexic which by the way is never touched on at all the, the eating disorder she has is like never resolved at all she's just no con- just not eating things and like no oh, one says anything yeah now that mm-hmm. you bring that up yeah I know what you're saying but I right I and like they just never address it at least like the abusive relation like the abusive household that stuff is taken care of and like her wanting to be beat up during sex like that's like you know ha- like that's addressed but there's like the the eating disorder was never addressed. Anyway, so like constantly is things, and then like Connell has a girlfriend, which by the way, I am okay usually with like the other woman, other man, side plot, subplot things, because you know, you need tension and drama. I did not, I did not like the Helen thing, but we'll come back to that, um, because I, it just hate, made me hate Connell. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, so like there's constantly these obstacles, right? And the entire time you're like, oh my God, they're never going to be able to get it together because there's always going to be another obstacle in their way. There's always going to be another thing in their way. And normally it was things outside of them, but then you also have the biggest one, which I think was the time when they were actually happy. It was just them and miscommunication that didn't let them get beat together. So like there's constantly obstacles in their way where towards the end, it was feeling like they're just never going to get together. It's inevitable because I'm just so sad. Like there's just, there's no way there's too many obstacles in their way. So when like things magically happened and it was like, like it was like working out for them. I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome this has to work out now because they've been through so much like it can't not work so when I read that ending and how like it's supposed to be I think Marianne like letting him go letting him be free um and like at first I was like yeah I'm just gonna pretend that that didn't happen and they're just gonna stay together anyway but then I thought about it and I was like you know what they're probably gonna go and do long distance but then actually like end up back together because 
this is like the time versus the beginning of the book where Marianne was like, you should come with me to Trinity. You should come with me to this college. She's now being like, no, you go do what you need to do. And so like, she, she like, so I feel like that difference is why they would make it. Hmm. I mean, that's my thoughts. I mean, you could also see it as like, they went through all that stuff and they're now mature enough to be able to handle like a long distance relationship and like actually being open with each other. So like, you know, it could be like a happy ending almost because they were totally, yeah. Like I could totally see a reading where you're like, yeah, they're just never going to work out. It's clearly Mm -hmm. they're just too codependent on each other. And it's just, yeah, they gave each other like what they needed at the time, but they're not going to need each other for real life. And like, it's, and they're going to move on and whatever. Fine. If that's the ending you believe in, more power to you. But I refuse. I refuse to believe See? in a non-happy ending. See? <laughs> so Go for it, Grace. End, sorry. But in the end, she's like, he's going to go to New York and he's going to either not want to be together or he's going to come back and he's going to be completely different. So I feel like the fact that she says that makes me think thinks that, that don't though, stay together. Okay, but if she thinks that, then she thinks that they're not going to work out. And if she thinks they're not going to work out, then that doesn't seem like they're going to work out, if you have doubts. Not that I'm a relationship expert. Yeah, and to play the devil's advocate and kind of go against what I just said, not to sound like a white boy. (laughs) Anyway, um, I just said that maybe... The devil's advocate is the best game to play. There we go. There we go. She... so she said that, and I just said maybe they matured enough throughout the book. They've been through all this stuff, and they grew into being able to have a long distance. Well, I don't really think they grew that much throughout the book, in my opinion. Like, I think they were still, like, I don't know, like, Connell wasn't mature enough to, like, adequately handle his relationship with Helen because he was still so hung up on Marianne. And, like, I think getting into a relationship with someone when you're still hung up on someone else is immature. So... Yeah, yeah, no, I think like, I don't, the other thing was, was I don't they see the grew growth. enough. I think mm-hmm. my thing was that they, if, <laughs> to go against my opinion, I think if anything, <laughs> they grew enough that they don't need each other anymore and they actually have grown apart. And I think that's, if you believe in the ending where they, like, where he moves, where he goes to New York and they don't get back together, I really think it's because you see them having given each other what they need at that time and now they can move on and grow apart. And I think that's really, that that's kind of what I took from the sad ending reading of it that I do not abide by. It reminded me, it reminded me a lot. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this, but there's this musical called once and long story short, it is about two people who fall in love with each other, but ultimately make the choice to not be together and to move apart. And I saw that. And also it's, takes place in Ireland I'm pretty sure so I googled I was like are these why are these two things similar do they are is this intentional but I didn't get any results but I saw that with my mom once and she was like why do you like this musical so much it's so sad and I was like yeah but it's like realistic like these things happen and just because it's sad doesn't mean that it's not also like happy sometimes I don't know but it reminded me of that and that's how I feel I felt like it was like not realistic because lots of things are going on, but like these things happen and sometimes people just don't stay together. Yeah. And I think, well, I was going to say, and I think the reason why, even though it was kind of a sad ending, while I was okay with it overall, because you know, you guys know me, I can't deal with not happy endings. Um, I think one of the reasons why I was okay with that, because, but there were so many small moments throughout where you got to see them happy 
and you got to see where, okay, there is a reason why they fell in love. And you got to see all those like small domesticity moments, which I love so much. And I think, um, I don't remember, there's one scene where they fall asleep holding hands together. And I'm like, that's my brand right there. That was like, I think I wrote, I can't even remember what I, I think I wrote it in all camps, in all caps. Oh, but the real scene, besides the Emma mention, which by the way, I need to talk about later. um, (laughs) I knew you would. Yeah. Was them dropping I love you's in the middle of a, like a mundane moment where they're just like driving a car and it's like, this is a natural thing. And you know, this is just you know, this is like everything. And it's like, it was just like such a bad, I was like, I really wrote, I was like, you can't give me my dreams when I'm in the middle of hating everything in this book. Um, so it just gave me that lovely moment. Cause that's such a, my brand thing of just, you know, casually dropping. I love yous and being like, yeah, I know it doesn't really change anything, but that's uh, good to know. And I'm like, guys, you can't do this to me. <laughs> oh, I was so frustrated. I was just going to say, like, all that kind of brings you back to, like, the title of the book. And I've read, like, mm-hmm. I've read a lot of reviews of this book, especially when I first read it, because I couldn't figure out how I felt, and I wanted to see how other people felt. And I read, like, a couple of different interpretations of it. But I think, like, the one that sticks with me the most is, like, no, with, they're all, they're trying so hard throughout the whole book to, like, not be normal people. And at the end of the book, they find out that they are. Like there's mm-hmm. that one line that Marianne says where she's like, I found out I'm just the norm. I'm just the normal person. No one's paying attention to me anymore or whatever. And um, I think they find out they are normal people and that's not so bad. And that's what kind of leads them to finally like be happy together at least until, you know, the very, very end and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm curious to see what you guys think about the title. I had I remember I remember reading that quote that you just mentioned because um, I was like oh it's the mm-hmm. title um, and I thought it was like a good and it made sense right like they have kept trying to be like because Marianne like throughout the thing she's like I'm mm-hmm. broken and like no one was gonna love me because I am broken and I'm not normal but then realizing that they are normal and I mean I think that was kind of and I I like didn't think too much of it other than yeah that makes sense like that makes mm-hmm. they're really truly just normal people um, trying to get through life although honestly. When I read that, and now thinking of it, and like, because I, I was so annoyed by the fact that they just kept getting trauma thrown at them over and over and over again. And it wasn't, and I wasn't even mad at Connell and Marianne for it. I was mad at like Sally Rooney. And I think I even said <laughs> I almost threw my phone against the wall at one point because it was just like, it wasn't like I acknowledged that because they had so much mental health issues and trauma and all this stuff going on, that probably it was better for them to separate and, you know, see a therapist and like get help. But like, it was, it wasn't because of them. It was because of Sally Rooney's decisions. So I was just mad at Sally Rooney at times. <laughs> yeah. And there's that one part where Connell did end up seeing a therapist and mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, this woman who gets paid to listen to me talk. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, come on. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> Grow up, please. Wasn't he kind of like things are good towards the end? Yeah. He was just kind of like, yeah, I take my medication. I do my life. Like, whatever. Like, which kind of, to me, was, like, one of those moments where I was, because I know that when you take depression medication, like, you can get very foggy. Like, it's very Mm -hmm. hard sometimes to think. So, I, like, that's kind of the impression I was getting when he was reading that. It's like, oh, he's reading this, he's he's taking the medication, but if he's not going to therapy, like, that doesn't act, that's only one part of it. So, I got that to me, I was like, oh, no, this may not be good. Um, I forgot about that part, actually. Yeah, Um, I just read that, and I was kind of wondering the same thing, whether it was, like, the medication was making him like foggy or what, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause the book does just end with a couple storylines still open. So 
Right. And that's the other thing is like, is he going to New York while he is with his medication, but not seeing a therapist like that could be like a whole other thing. Like, I mean, I think that's part of that's the whole part of this is like, there's so many untied up things. It's supposed to be messy because, you know, it's real life and all of that. Yeah. Um, I had an issue with Connell, like throughout the book, there were times when I liked him. And usually those were the times when him and Marianne were actually getting along and like together. And I think I only ever liked him when he was with Marianne. Um, except for the beginning, obviously, because he was being a douche. But like, yeah, so Connell, I think especially when he was with Helen, I was really annoyed with him because um, he chose her because she's normal, whereas Marianne wasn't. And I think what really bothered me about it was because he already had a history of being ashamed of her because that was like the whole point at the beginning, right? Was he was ashamed of Marianne, his social standing and all of that. And he, so again, he's like ashamed of her now while he's with her, with Helen and he's like not believing in her and like all of that. And it just like bugged me. And I even wrote like, this is making me not like Connell. And ironically, I like him better when he's with Marianne. I don't know if that's really ironic or not, but like, it was one of those things where Marianne made Connell a better person. And I felt like Connell made Marianne like more secure in herself. I don't know. I just really like them together despite all of their issues. And like, yes, in reality, you would probably tell them, hey, go get a therapist and probably don't stay together. I just think like they had so many good moments together and you could see, and it's probably my inner romantic, you could see like how they worked together that I was like, you know what? I want them to make it even though I knew they wouldn't. So yeah, yeah. they were definitely better people together. Like I like them both better. Like I didn't necessarily love Marianne either when they Mm -hmm. weren't together, even when they were together, I didn't necessarily love either of them, but they like, they were like less bad people and maybe part of that is because they weren't cheating on their significant others with each other when they were together but Mm -hmm. I digress um yeah no I get what you're saying though especially about Connell oh so the no quotation marks that's the first thing I wrote oh shit no quotation marks I'm gonna die that was the first thing I I have I have so much like like when I first started reading this book it made me so angry like I remember last year my friend who told me to read it I texted her I was like you didn't tell me there were no quotation marks in this book. And she was like, oh, I didn't think it was important. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I will say after like, oh, after like a first chapter or so, you don't really notice. But I think exactly. like you get used you, to it. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, but it's very jarring at first, especially for me. I love punctuation and there was no <laughs> quotation marks. I Just thinking about it makes me mad. But reading it, it didn't bother me at all. But thinking about it, I'm like, hey, I don't like that. Does conversations with friends have quotation marks? Nope, neither of her books do. That's such I a weird style. Well, this right? is why you listen to audiobooks. Oh <laughs> I yeah, I knew you were gonna say no. that. Yes. Yep. Oh my god, I never thought about that because I guess that I completely do changes think the experience. It sure this does. Is the thing. Wow. I feel like reading the book and listening to this book. It's, it's, this is one of those books where reading it is gonna feel different than listening to it. Because you're reading this book Mm -hmm. and it's like, there's no quotation marks. So everything's like a stream almost. And a lot of these sentences are very short with like simple vocabulary. And then towards the end, like they get a little bit, like there's some mixture of that, but everything, when you read it, you, it feels so detached. And like, there are times where, and then I think part of that is because they disassociate a lot. Both Mm -hmm. Connell and Marianne talk about how they're just like disassociating from reality, which obviously is a sign of their mental illnesses. But like, it's just crazy to me because I do think reading it and reading something with no punctuation and it just feels like oh yeah this is just happening these are just things it's like not it doesn't feel it very feels very informal and stream of consciousness in that way I feel like it gives it a different 
like feel to it than if you had if you just listening to it. But I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. really want to listen to the audiobook now just to see how different it is. I'm so curious. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was good. And I also feel like like when Trudy was like the writing style, something about it, I don't remember what mm-hmm. she said. I feel like when you listen to audiobooks, you don't notice the writing style that much. Yeah, because you you're can't listening see to it. Yeah. Which can be good do. sometimes because if the writing mm-hmm. style is bad and you're listening right. to an audiobook, you don't know that the writing style is bad, so it makes you think the book is better than it is. I do think the writing it's style is very important for this book because I even wrote the writing style just makes the characters feel detached and not truly real. They don't really feel like your friends that you're watching. They feel like ghosts. Yeah. That's how I felt reading yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And like on some levels, I kind of like that. Like I get why people mm-hmm. don't. Um, but it really worked for me, especially with this book and conversations with friends. Cause like I said, the characters just have like, in my views, in my opinion, just like such like different worldviews for me. And, um, I remember in a previous episode, we were talking about whether it was like the rapid fire book questions. And one of the mm-hmm. questions was whether prose or plot. And uh, I think I said yeah. plot for every book except Sally Rooney books, because I don't think I would like the storyline if like not hmm. anyone else, but if like other certain other writers wrote it, because I don't know, just the, the way she tells the story is I think definitely important. And, um, I think a lot of, I'm not saying she's like better than other, but it's just the type of story works for her writing and it wouldn't work for a lot of other people's writing, which is bad because, which is not, not bad. I mean, because a lot of other stories wouldn't work with her writing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, think, okay. So the writing style is detached, but also like how, which I didn't really experience that much because I did audiobook. But the, um, like, the non-linear storytelling mm-hmm. kind of thing kind of added to the detachment. Yes, Because you would be definitely. like, it would be like, there would be time gaps, but then also it would be like, they would flash back, like, randomly, and you don't realize mm-hmm. it's a flashback until it's halfway over. Yeah. So, yeah. There were yeah. Definitely that was time interesting. And I think that was, again, more of that detached, like, ghosty, mm-hmm. like, disassociating feeling where you're like, oh, yeah, there's a situation happening in front of you, but I'm just going to go flashback to the past. It's like, yeah. the links. And I mean, right. I think that was part of, I mean, I obviously, obviously, it was very intentional. And I do think that it helped. It was one of those things where you, like, if it was any other book, I would probably hate it. But because it was this book and this situation, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. Yeah, yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to talk about the Emma mention one more time. But after okay, I talk about the ahead. Emma mention. So this is the thing. So like uh, Grace texted me um, before like before I started reading it. She's like, there's this part that you're in a lot. And I was like, okay. And I get to it and immediately see the word nightly. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, he's reading Emma. Um, and it was really funny because I think what the first part of when he mentions Emma was that he was like, he was all like very disappointed and sad because he like stopped at a part where he thought like nightly. Basically, he stopped at a part where he thought there was going to be on it, like a not happy ending. And I was like, this better not be foreshadowing. This better not be someone stopping the book where there's not an unhappy oh. ending. Mm. Wow. I'm so mad about it. And I was also then, I was like, Connell understands. And this is the point where I was like, you know what, Connell? I think I like you. I think we can get along because he understood me. He understands that you can't stop the book when they're like in the middle of like getting together with the wrong person and all of that nonsense. Anyway, and then also he, I think, makes a note about how like he had feelings when like Knightley kisses Emma's hand. And I was like, okay. Connelly, you, you, you're valid. That. Yeah, yeah, you're valid. 
my, minor things like that really helped make me happy. Yeah, definitely. I, cause I definitely remember that part and I was thinking like, Trudy is going to love this. <laughs> um, and I also remember after that, he was like, I go to all these classes with people who don't even read the books. I was like, okay, yes. Connell, drag me, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I see. No, it was really funny because it was like, that's me. I read the book. I don't know anything. I don't know. I won't say anything about it, but I read the book. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I won't. In my, in my, when I was in college and high school, I wouldn't like participate in discussions on purpose if I didn't read the book. Like he was saying the people in class do, mm -hmm. so I'm not like that bad. But when he was like, these people don't even read the books. I was like, all right, Connell, I hear you. I understand you, but I'm not going to listen to you. One time in my English class, you know, I didn't read the book. I did like, what's, it's not Spark Notes. It's the other one, the more detailed one. They're a lot. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to say Spark Notes for the sake of this conversation. And this, <laughs> you know, we were having a class discussion on it and this girl was like, oh, I think this. And what she said was like word for word what I'd read on Spark Notes earlier. And I was like, <laughs> you're not slick. We all know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, especially that's so funny when people do that because I've experienced that too. And I'm like, come on now, half the class yeah. read that Spark Notes. Even the people, I even know. times when I would read, actually do the reading, I would go on Spark Notes just to make sure I was picking up on everything. Yeah, I do need to bring this one up. Um, so there is a scene in the book where Connell is raped basically by his, uh, teacher, his former teacher. Um, I, of course, for various reasons, absolutely despise teacher-student relationships. Um, honestly, like, obviously it was terrible and it was like an ugly situation, but I feel like this is one of the few times, because I've read a couple books where there are rape scenes in it. This is one of the times where I was actually able to tolerate it. And I think it was because it was such a dissociation. Like he like immediately disassociates in the book. And I think because of the writing style throughout, you're able, I don't know, for me, it felt like I didn't feel as emotional as I wobbly, probably would have if it had been written in like in a normal style. Is that Paula? Mm hmm I don't think I realized she, she was his teacher. Yeah. Oh, meant, oh, yeah. She's the one in the beginning who was like always right. Oh, yeah. It all makes yeah. sense. Now I see. Right. And like, and then I think that was the thing is like, to, like that situation got time and was actually addressed um, later on because he like, it's like one of the things he mentions to his therapist, I believe. Um, but again, Marianne's eating disorder is like just casually thrown in there, but it's never actually addressed. Like, we didn't even get a scene of her, like, later on having a full breakfast or something, you know? Like, I think that would have maybe at least indicated been, like, a subtle hint of, like, oh, she hasn't necessarily gotten over everything, but she's, like, working on her way, like, to being healthy again. I don't know. Like, we didn't really get that. Um, do you have any other thoughts, or should we get into the emails? Oh, I characters I did not like. I hate Jamie, obviously. Yeah, And Peggy, obviously. I wrote Helen isn't great, but I don't hate her. Um, I take that back. I do hate her. I don't like her. Um, <laughs> especially when she got very slut baby. Like, no, no thanks. Um, and also she was like, she was also like. Also she I'm left gonna... him while he was going through depression. Like, what, what the hell? And like, she was like, to be I'm fair, not having a good time. And I'm like, girl, right. someone's dead. You're not supposed yeah. to be having a good time. And, like, I understand she's very insecure and jealous because, you know, obviously Connell is really just emotionally not into it because he's obviously still in love with Marianne. But, like, I don't care. I just didn't like her. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't like her either, but Connell was definitely, like, a really bad boyfriend to her. Like, oh, I'm just yeah. Just to throw that out sure. there. He was, like, oh, really absolutely. bad to her. 
Um, and then I wrote, of course, Alan is a piece of shit. So, of course. Yep. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, this is another thing. I had a question for you guys about this. So, Connell has, like, these paragraphs where he's, like, super swoony over Helen, right? Where he's like, oh, Helen's the one for me. I love Helen. And, like, I'm smiling. What was the point of this? Because it just made me hate Connell. Maybe he was in denial and he was trying, those paragraphs of him trying to convince himself of something that is not true. That was, that's what I was going to say. He's just trying to convince himself. That makes sense. I mean, I guess that's probably what it is. I don't know, but I just read it and I was like, you're an idiot. But that's probably what I was supposed to be thinking. So there, I guess there it is. Never mind. Yeah. What else did I have? Uh, one more shout out again to them just say, dropping I love you's in the middle of a minute, of, like a random moment, because that just resonates with me. Um, oh, there's a really lovely quote towards the end where Marianne's basically like, she's been trying all her life to be independent and not dependent on anyone. Um, maybe it's better... Like, so maybe it is, she should just go the opposite way and depend on people for everything and allow them to depend on you. And I was like, I thought it was such a good quote because obviously it's not healthy to depend on other people for everything. And like, we are such a culture that is very much like we should be uh, independent and work like on our own. And I think that's also super important, especially for women, because that's like a big thing about financial uh, independence. And that's why there's so much abusive relationships, but like, I thought that was such a good quote because it was like, it wasn't so much for her depending on other people. It was more of like letting other people depend on her. I thought that was like the big, mm. I thought that was like a really good point to see. And that was the part where I think where she finally, like they both finally are like, okay, we're just going to do it. We're just going to be together and like screw all this other stuff. The timing is finally okay. And like, it's going to work out. And that was where I was like, oh my God, there's hope. Maybe all this nonsense isn't for nothing. And the ending happened, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, the big quote from the book. It's definitely a good one. Yeah. There were some pretty good quotes. I liked the bit where she was thinking about how in high school she thought she was better than everyone else and because everyone mm-hmm. was so mean to her. And then in college she was kind of mean to other people and she realized that yeah. she was just mm-hmm. like them. She just had different circumstances. I was like, hmm. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really liked that part, too. Yeah, I really liked, also, like, just the role reversal that they had from high school into mm-hmm. college. Um, yeah. where, Con- where Connell was the one with all the friends and then it switches where Marianne is the one with all the friends. Um, I wrote my, so yeah, so I finished this book last night at like, you know, 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. And I was just so unsatisfied. And I think it was unsatisfied because it was 10 p.m. on a Wednesday. Um, and I the thing where I really resonates with me the most and why I think overall I did enjoy this book, even though there's obviously things I didn't like, was, and the ending is going to bother me forever, um, is the couple itself, like, their romance is exactly my taste. It's really, like, a friends with – because they became friends, and it's a friends to a lovers, and they're constantly gravita- gravitating back to each other, and they just have that unspeakable bond. Like, that kind of romance to me, I really, really love. And, yes, they have a lot of trauma, but they, like, work through it together, and they're some of, like, the only people who they can work it out with, with each other. Um, and, Yeah even though in text it's probably like they're splitting up and they're not going to come back to each other or they're going to be different or whatever. I don't care. Cause I know in my, I know in my heart, they're going to be end up together. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. Reader. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the only thing I was surprised because I feel like I didn't know anything about this book going into it. And it was like, I was like, Oh, this is like, this is like a romance. I was very surprised <laughs> by that. Also, as our local prude, I need to bring up <laughs> the sex. <laughs> the sex wasn't, t- like, terrible. It was fine. 
There was, was a lot of sex yeah. in this. There was no, was like, I know. They would like talk about past sexual encounters, but there was no. I don't think there were any like full on sex scenes. There so it wasn't but, like, like, yeah, but like listening to it on audiobook, and also mm. it goes like from like it would be like they had a normal conversation, and then right after that. He wanted to see how deep he could go. And I was like, can I get a warning? <laughs> yeah. I'm washing dishes right Honestly, now. Honestly, this is what I have learned. Reading sex and listening to sex are two very, very different experiences. Like, I can I, read, yeah. like, from everyone who's told me, because I've never listened to an audiobook with sex scenes before, because the only audiobook I've listened to is Tweet Cute, and that didn't have any sex scenes, thank God, because it was a young adult book, yes. and I don't think I could have handled it. But I feel like if I were to listen to an audiobook, like, if I were to listen to any of these books I read, I would feel very differently. Like, I was just reading Beach Read, and spoiler, there was, like, a, well, it wasn't actually a sex scene. It was, like, a, a heavy makeout. Um, but I feel like if I was, like, listening to it versus reading to it. Like, reading it, I was like, oh, this is fun. But listening to it, I feel like I'd have, like, a totally different reaction. Yeah. But yes. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched much of the show yet. Yeah, I'll just yeah. talk about it real quick. But it's, like, super close to the book. Like, I was rereading this at the same time as I was watching it, and there are scenes that are directly out of the book and it's just crazy yeah. because I've never like I don't know maybe I don't know I haven't seen people talking about this and whenever I talk about book to movie adaptations people tend to like yell at me because I'm very easy to believe I don't know I like it there's it's crazy how they take like scenes directly from the book into the show there is a lot of sex in the show just a heads up um so if that's not your thing I don't know you might be uncomfortable at grace but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah but it's it's really the show. I think watching the show while I was rereading it almost enhanced the experience for me because like I noticed things in the show that I didn't notice in the book and vice versa. And like in the book, they'll like show certain things or in the show, I'm sorry, they'll show certain things. And then in the book, it'll be the same things, but you get to see the thought process behind it. And it, I don't know, it's just really cool. I, um, yeah, the, the show's good. If you're, if, uh, if you're listening and you like the book, definitely check out the show. Because uh, it's, it's a really faithful adaptation. I'm on episode eight, and so far it's very faithful. It's 12 episodes, 30 minutes each, right? Yes. For hour mm-hmm. each. Yeah, oh! 30 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah so really, I think I was, really was going to watch it this weekend. Um, but yeah, no, I heard really good things about it. And I think most people mm-hmm. who have seen the show haven't read the book. So I'm really curious to think how I would think about it having read the book. But I have heard it was very faithful. Um, so I'm really excited to watch it, honestly. So I just, yeah, and like, I do think some- the casting was really good. Oh, definitely. The casting is great. The acting is really good. And some things, they have all the same content. It's just like, sometimes because there's so many flashbacks in the book, it would be kind of annoying to do that. So they do it kind of like in a different order somewhat, like it's still there, but it it just makes sense more for Mm. the, the TV format, the way they do it. And I think Sally Rooney actually wrote or like worked on in some capacity, a lot of the episodes. So it makes sense. Mm. But yeah, it's a very faithful adaptation so far. Good. I'm excited to see it. Yes. Uh, so getting into the emails, the first one is from Tip, who has sent in a few other emails before. And once again, this one has a beautiful subject line. It's, um, I'm going to have to spell it out. It's ate me. And there's a bunch <laughs> of emojis. And in parentheses, it says a review of normal people. And annihilate is spelled like A-N-I-A-L-L-A-T, like Niall, the, the one speaking, character Connell's yeah, roommate. Speaking yes. of, we never brought up Niall or Joanna, both of whom are oh, yeah. like the only decent oh, friends yeah. that they have. That's true. So yeah. shout out to them. Shout out yeah, to shout them out for that. being decent a, human beings. Yeah, yeah. I really like both of them. They're good friends. Yes. Anyway, Tiff's review. 
<laughs> Here's what's interesting about this book. Absolutely nothing. There's no oh, particular. No, no. <laughs> you know, she's right. She's not wrong. She's right. She's not wrong. <laughs> There's no particular, particular, there's nothing particularly special about the plot or these characters, to be honest. They sort of feel like people I could know, but would probably avoid spending time with. Same. Very true. Yep. But its ordinariness is what makes this book work. It's a very honest and at times very ugly portrayal of growing up, and it depicts mental illness in a very real way, I think, at least to me. But it doesn't really dwell on it, which in hindsight I do appreciate, but still don't know if I fully enjoy. That kind of ties into what you were saying, Shruti. Yeah. Um, before moving on to the rest of the review, a moment to stand and appreciate the true heroes of this book, Niall and Lorraine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Joanna Erasure here. Okay. Yeah, Joanna. But she's family. Yeah. Maybe a she young forgot. Man, it's okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. A young man who cares about his friends and pays attention to their mental health and guides them towards finding the help they need. Love to see it. A hardworking single mom who doesn't coddle her son, calls him out when he's treating women like shit, but gives him unconditional love and support and encouragement. Queen. Anyway, I went on a real journey with the central characters, Connell and Marianne. At first, and for the longest time, I didn't like either of them very much at all. In fact, it wasn't until the last 70, or so, 70 pages or so that I actually felt anything for either of them at all, which gives mm. me pause and makes me feel shitty because that's when shit really starts to intensify plot-wise. And if it takes putting your characters under extreme duress for me to feel something for them, they're probably not very interesting, in parentheses. Or maybe I just suck as a person, but I like to think <laughs> I'm somewhat compassionate, in parentheses. You in are end, compassionate, I, Tiff. Yes, Tiff, we love you. Yes. In the end, I do appreciate their relationship and how it changed and faltered and grew. I love how real they felt, and even though they were broken and really did depend on each other, sometimes in ways that felt toxic. In my interpretation, it never really felt like an addiction to the other person, and I think that sets them apart from other relationships that can fall under the category of codependent. In the, and in the end, they were able to be together without being absolutely awful to one another. They grew in, enough as people, I think, and we were finally in a place where they could be actually friends. I think I could have loved this novel, but I didn't. I love parts of it, but I didn't feel very invested or connected to either character, as I said before. I didn't fully enjoy the reading experience of it until maybe the last 70-something pages. This novel leaves room for all sorts of discussion, but this email is long enough, so I'll leave you with this <laughs> question. How do the hosts think Connell and Marianne would handle being quarantined together? I think marathon <laughs> sex. Can't wait for the next read-along. Love you, Tiff. We'll get back to that right. question in a second, because she sent an addendum. Addendo. Oh. Just realized I didn't talk about the ending at all. It made me sad and kind of angry on Marianne's behalf. Her resi resignation to just being there when Connell receives that offer in New York City just made me feel like there's so much growth she has left and doesn't really get to be happy or comfortable. It was super fucked up. Okay, bye for real. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I never thought about answer, it that way. But Okay, so yeah. let me answer this question because I do think this is something, her thought, her addendum actually made me think of something and something else she said. Um, so she mentioned how she doesn't really think they're toxic because they're never really like bad because they're actually good people with each other. They're actually nice to each other. They're actually like, it's like, they're not a, like, they're just having all these outside issues, but like within their, like their couple themselves, they're not toxic because they're not making each other worse people. They're like, they're not making each other worse. I keep saying that, but like, that's what I'm, there's a word that I'm thinking of that I can't come up with anyway. And I think that's the part that really hurts in the end is that. Marianne is getting to be better and she's finally happy and she finally has this person she loves and who loves her. But now she, it's being torn away from them. And I think with Connell, you don't feel it as much because like he, he wasn't okay without her, but he could, you could see him being 
you can't see him being happy without her. I don't know. It just felt different because I think it was probably because it was from her point of view that that's that paragraph where we felt like she's staying behind and she's kind of settling, whereas he's going out and like getting his job. And I think that's the problem. Whereas like they should be doing this together so that they both have that opportunity to be happy. The part that bothered me the most about that because I definitely agree and um, Tiff's review definitely made me think of this is that he told Sadie that he was applying to the school in New York and not Mm -hmm. Marianne and his excuse is like oh I can't go anyway like this isn't gonna work and I'm like who the fuck would tell like so now who would not tell their girlfriend that like I don't that's just like wrong and it just shows that he wasn't really considering her life or her future I don't know maybe like he gets and then she's like well do you love Sadie and stuff he gets all like, why would you say that? And I'm like, well, that's a reasonable thing to mm-hmm. ask. Like you went behind her back and I get that it's his life or any and everything. But when you're in a relationship with somebody, you like, I don't know, you should like, at least like let them know. It's, it, I don't know. It just, that, that yeah. did definitely rub me the wrong way. And I like, I kind of forgot about that aspect of it until we read this and Trudy, you said that. So yeah, it's, I that's think the definitely other thing- an interesting part to consider too. Right. I think yeah. that was the thing was Connell never really figured out how to be the right boyfriend, which is super realistic. No boy in their mm-hmm. 20 knows how to be a good boyfriend. So like that part he still needs to mature and grow on, which I think is okay. And like, that's something he should grow on. Um, and I think, but yeah, I know there's totally valid there. He just needs to become a better yeah. boyfriend. They can yeah, do it. They yeah. just need to get it together. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, yeah. And it makes you wonder like, do they, even though you can interpret it as they end up together, do we really want to? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I were their friend, and I, or let's say I'm Marianne's friend, and she's like, there's this guy, and I can see that, like, she's really happy with him, but also, like, he keeps, both of them keep, like, letting things get in the way of them. I think I would be, like, rooting for them not to end up together, because they just shouldn't be. That is my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. I think I would probably tell my friend, hey, let him go, try it long distance, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it works out, it works out. And also, him not um, him not telling her about the college thing, that is pretty fucked up. In fairness, yeah. like, what, Daisy, is that her name? The girl? Sadie? Sadie. Oh, I Sadie? was wrong. Sadie is the one who, like, tells him to apply, so it's not necessarily like he told her and not her, because she's the one that told him. So maybe, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, I could see I it mean, being I, like, he was gonna tell her, but yeah. he was gonna wait till he actually got in and to make that decision. Yeah, yeah or, like, Marianne's perspective and why she got, like, yeah, so upset right. because she found out that, like, he told Sadie and not her. And it, like, makes sense from afar, yeah. like, I guess. But, like, when you're in her shoes, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, like, I don't know. Like, you would tell someone that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. would tell – I would tell my friend or that. Yeah. Much less the person I'm dating. That's stupid. Yeah. Definitely. But on this note, I do think they would actually survive quarantine together. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, a lot of sex – probably they would I could see them like doing very just being very domestic like they would be fine they would make it I was gonna say if anything they would thrive in quarantine because like you said a (laughs) lot of their stressors were from outside forces and now they're just like together all the time they just get to hang out and like and they just have like whatever like pretentious discussions together like they always do like fucking fine do it in the comfort of your home All right, people Marianne want to write the quarantine have- novel. People want to write the quarantine novel. Here you go. <laughs> write Marianne and Marianne and Connell in quarantine. Marianne wouldn't have to work, which is apparently oppressive. There you go. Connell <laughs> would get to read all his books. They'd be having a great time. <laughs> all right. Do you want to read Laura's review now? 
Yes. Laura's review was emailed to us, and the subject line is, Connell Waldron is an Emma Knightley shipper. Pass it on. <laughs> I so agree. her review, her review says, the subject line isn't relevant to the review, but I like to write fun subject lines. Plus, I find it kind of funny with all of the Emma discussion, both on the pod and Twitter, that it was mentioned in the book. I hadn't noticed that the first time I read it. I had intended for this to be a much more in-depth review than it's about to be. I was going to actually take notes and everything, and this was my second read of Normal People. I read it for the first time in December, in that weird time between Christmas and New Year's. That would be like a good time to read it. Just like now. Just like now. Anyway, (laughs) now we're kind of living in a permanent embodiment of that time, so it kind of fits. My memories of this book were foggy, and I binge-watched the show a few weeks ago and did not know what was from the book and what was new to the show. So I read it this morning. This is really long already and not super relevant. Well, I've already read it, Laura. I've already read it. Um, I really like this book. I love a good slow burn, which probably helps. Though, like, is this even really a slow burn? Even then, though, there were a lot of times where I was mentally screaming at Connell and Marianne to just communicate with each other already. Thank you. solved a lot. But there's something that also feels quintessentially in your teens slash early 20s about the idea of being drawn to one person over and over again, but not being able to properly figure things out with them due to circumstance and insecurity and lack of communication. It's a relatable situation, even if I kind of wish it wasn't. After watching the show, I had kind of forgotten about the time jumpiness of everything, like how a chapter will start somewhere and then go back in time, but I still enjoyed it. And there's a lot of commentary within all of this about like childhood trauma and shitty families and mental health, and also kind of about class relations, which I'm sure y'all will talk about much more intelligently than me having just speed read the book. We didn't talk about it super intelligently, but we did talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And that ending, when I first read it in December, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I liked a happy ending, and it wasn't a sad ending, but it wasn't a happy ending either. In hindsight, I do think that I enjoyed the ending, but it kind of took months to get there. But it fights with the rest of the book. You suspect they'll get back together because they always do, but they might also have to grow, both grow and change a lot before they do because they always do. Goodbye. This is so long already, so I'm going to stop. Looking forward to the episode as always, Laura. Laura, sorry. Thank you, Laura. (laughs) Yes, thank you. But yeah, no, I think that I do like her point about how the ending feels a little bit abrupt in that you always know that they're going to, like, you finally get them to see them happy again, and now they have to be apart again. And you're like, is this going to be a constant cycle? Like, or are they going to be able to work it out? And I think, I don't know, I'm strongly of the, the most realistic happy ending for me is he does go, move. She stays, I think, to finish up schooling with what she was doing. Um, and they do long distance, and then they either they somehow move back together and they're together happily ever after people it's gonna happen let me look I, I believe in i believe in your dreams thank you they're yes. good dreams i support thank that you. for you thank you uh, yeah it is kind of because it's so abrupt we've already said this but you know it's like life like yeah you don't sometimes you don't know what'll happen in life and you don't know what'll happen after this book that's yep. true i say sometimes you never know what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> this is true well, that ends our discussion of normal people. Thank you for listening. And as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the book Hose. And we don't know what the books, we don't know what our group read will be for June, but we're probably, and by probably, I mean, definitely going to do another poll next week. 
with options that we don't know yet. So tune in next Monday on Twitter to see what that poll is going to be. The theme will probably be, because it is June, LGBT books, because it is yes. Pride Month. Yes. But what books those are, we just do not know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Pod. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please continue to leave us reviews, rate us, and subscribe, and make sure you share the pod with all of your friends. Yeah. Well, have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.